0: Welcome to this week's episode of The Rambler. I am your host, Mike McDonald, as usual. Uh, Got a big episode for you today. Today, my guest is Spencer Stevens. Spencer Stevens is a Korean adoptee living in the Washington, Virginia, Maryland area. Or as I uh, understand it, the DMV is what it's called. (laughs) Listen, guys, you got to get a better uh, acronym than DMV. I don't think DMV... Uh, has the best connotation necessarily when people think DMV they don't think oh yeah it's someplace I totally want to live outside of that area I think people think of terrible bureaucracy the epitome so maybe it's appropriate maybe it's appropriate that uh, that it's titled the DMV (laughs) being that it is the center of American bureaucracy (laughs) in that area anyways we have a lot to talk about with uh, with Spencer all right he and I uh, talk about uh, his service uh, to this country as well as uh, the, the, the conversation took place the day after they went to lobby Congress, speaking of bureaucracy, to pass the Adoptee Citizenship Act, the Adoption Citizenship Act. If you don't know much about it, you're definitely going to want to listen to this episode. Basically, what it comes down to is people who were adopted to America uh after 1983, which is covered under the Child Citizenship Act uh, signed in 2001, I believe, under President Bush, uh, they're not covered. They don't get automatic U.S. citizenship. So if there were adoptive parents who didn't do all the legwork and the paperwork to fully nationalize, naturalize their kids that they have adopted to the U.S., those people aren't citizens and now they are technically uh, illegal immigrants in the United States and they can face deportation um, and they can't receive benefits of being a U.S. citizen. They can't do all the things that U.S. citizens can do because their parents screwed up, either through negligence or through ignorance. I'm not sure which. Uh, either way, there's this giant loophole for adoptees that don't have citizenship, and so they were going to Washington to lobby the Congress and the uh, Senate up there, and uh, try to get everybody to pass this new thing. But now these days in this highly politicized 2016 election year, everything is uh, immigration is a dirty word, basically, and that there are plenty of senators and congressmen and uh, women out there that don't want to pass the adoption citizenship act because. Uh, it has the word immigration attached to it when it's really just this terrible loophole that that people who are adopted before 1983 could fall into, this giant crack in the system that they're not covered under. Uh, so th- we talk a lot about that. I'm not trying to get too political uh, in, in general, you know, how this show is, but uh, it is something that is a problem within the community, the adoption community that does need to be covered. And I'm glad that there's people out there, that are working on solving that issue. And if you would like to get involved in trying to contact your senator, your congressperson, then uh, that information is on the back end of this. And you're just going to have to wait for more to find out. In the meantime, why don't you enjoy this week's episode with my guest, Spencer Stevens. All right? Enjoy. Enjoy. Spencer, welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, Mike? What is happening? Uh,
1: man, just finished work today and so tired.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, you, you look very, like, business casual right now. <laughs> you look like you're the kind of guy who, like, leaves work and is ready for a beer.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a summer internship going on right now uh, one of the executive departments. Uh-huh. Um, so... It's uh pretty cool, pretty rewarding. It's nice being back in uh, federal service. Oh yeah. So yeah, I was uh, Air Force six years. So yeah. had of a ta- had a little bit of a taste, then. So mm-hmm. it's nice to be back.
0: So you're working yeah. for DHS now, is that right? That's correct. Oh man, what are you yeah. doing for them?
1: So I'm uh in the Citizenship and Immigration Services Ooh. agency, which is pretty cool. You know, it's a mission that is very relevant to us. As yeah. These. Mm-hmm. However, I'm uh. I'm working on software development acquisition, so not exactly anything that has to do directly with customs and immigration. Yeah, how do
0: those two kind of mend together?
1: Yeah, so uh, particularly the tool that I'm developing, it's uh, for our finances. Oh, you're developing
0: a tool? Yeah. For finance? Yep. For immigration?
1: Yep. So... It's as roundabout as you can be. Yeah.
0: Is it like this DHS proprietary tool that like, okay. So, yeah. Is it like super secret? You can't say anything about it?
1: No, I mean, (laughs) it's actually going to be based off of a couple other tools that I've Worked with in other companies that I've you know had experience in. So,
0: so do you develop these yourself? Or no, you- uh,
1: I'm actually just um gathering the requirements, writing the proposal for uh-huh. putting it together, and then working with our office of IT to get them to program it. So I don't actually do any of the coding, but I'm going to be doing a lot, a lot of the writing. Sounds so. like like
0: acquisition.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you write like a lot of contracts and requirements and everything. That'll
1: happen, yeah, for sure.
0: Oh, that's that sounds terrible. It's a
1: <laughs> three-month summer internship. So this particular tool, it should have you know, it's like a two-year project altogether, but uh uh-huh. they're just like, hey, you need to get this done. <laughs> like, okay, October. Whatever. So
0: are you gonna stay on after the internship?
1: Uh we'll see. I'd like to uh roll into some other agency or something like that. So oh, yeah? like there's the uh, the field office directorate. That's You know, the people that actually work on putting the paperwork together for all these people to gain their citizenship in the United States. Okay. It would be cool to actually try and land a job um, with one of the field offices. Yeah. You know, there's uh, hundreds of different offices all around the world. Uh, United States, of course. And in particular, uh, hopefully I can find an opening up in Minnesota.
0: Oh, you want to go to Minnesota?
1: Yeah. So, you know, like everyone's like, Oh, why do you want to go to Minnesota? It's so cold. And why do
0: you want to go to Minnesota? Yeah. So
1: uh, Are you from
0: Minnesota? I'm
1: actually not from Minnesota. So, oh, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. so why yeah. would you want yeah, exactly. to go to Minnesota? So
0: the, <laughs> no offense, listeners <laughs> in Minnesota. Yeah.
1: So the it's the loot fist. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so the primary reason is uh, because I want to pursue a professional career in curling. And Really? Yeah, without leaving the United States. So in order for me to do so, uh, I have to train with, you know, uh professional athletes. Like and, Olympic
0: curling? Yes. Like in the ice yes. with the stones.
1: Yes. And the sweeping and the yelling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> it's Minnesota. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I
0: don't know where I guess like Wisconsin <laughs> or Michigan. Yeah. All the cold Yeah, Nordic It all states. just kind of
1: blends in there. <laughs> and, you know, of course there are all the adoptees there, so I have there are, a yeah. bunch of friends, you know, so it makes complete sense to
0: there are a ton of adoptees head there. out to
1: Minnesota. Yeah. So and I'm you know, I'm uh, kinda working on a a little bit of a Minnesota accent so I can blend are in you, as much <laughs> as I can.
0: <laughs> You're trying already? Yeah. yeah. You have like your, uh, no, no. It sounds like va- that was a little too Canadian. That's yeah. a little bit further north.
1: It's like, uh, oh, hey there. How are you, Mike? Oh, that's good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, yeah. Geez. You're doing okay. Yeah, you're doing pretty good there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> that's
0: a good, that's a good uh, solid start. Yeah. I think you'll be doing okay as long as you limit it.
1: Yeah, that's that's it. Like, Aaron's going to be like, oh, you're so good. And I'm not going to say another word after I,
0: that. I have seen that uh, the new Viking Stadium is supposed to be very nice.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I just saw an image today. I said, that actually looks
1: pretty legit. Looking forward to checking that out whenever I'm there. So. Sure. Yeah.
0: You're going to be like a Twins fan? You're going to go full on in? Oh. Uh, mm. I don't know about the Twins. Oh, no.
1: You know, I'm actually diehard Cardinals fan. Oh, really? Yeah, grew up in St. Louis. So. Okay, so you
0: grew up in Missouri then.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, technically Southern Illinois, but <laughs> anytime I tell somebody I'm from Illinois, they're like, oh, Chicago, right? And I'm like, no. Southern. no, no. Yeah, way like, south. It's like New York City and New York State, you yeah, know. Like, sure, yeah. Yeah, it's a completely different country. So. Okay. Yeah. But well, yeah, St. Louis, toasted ravioli, jazz music. Yeah,
0: T-Ravs.
1: Yeah, T-Ravs. <laughs> exactly. No one else calls it T-Ravs. I
0: know T-Ravs. Awesome. I spent a yeah, little bit of time there you go. in Missouri.
1: There you go. Yeah, love it. And it's, it's actually not Missouri. Well, if you're from the area, it's not Missouri, but it's Missouri. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah Missouri. Yeah.
0: But I don't, I, I don't think I have any listeners in Missouri. I might have one, <laughs> one or two, so I'm not going to get called out on it. Well. You can okay, call me yeah,
1: on it. No, I, I have a whole bunch of friends that, Korean friends out there, so i really? like, hey, listen to this, it's the Rambler. Well, now, you ha- now, about, now they have to. Yeah, we're talking about Missouri, and they're like, oh, Missouri, and then none of them are actually from there, so they're from all over the other. Well, what way. are they
0: doing there? Just hanging uh, out? Going yeah, to, like, Wash uh, U? Yeah, or?
1: Wash U, and I don't know, they just moved there for whatever and, uh, reason. And uh, Webster don't know University,
0: why. what else is out there?
1: Uh, St. Louis University. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh,
0: Mizzou. Mizzou, yeah. yeah. John Hamm went to Mizzou. Yeah.
1: Uh, that's about it, man. <laughs> Not <laughs> yeah. much out
0: there. Yeah. Well, they got the Budweiser. Uh, that's the head of yeah. Bud. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which is now owned by a, a Dutch company
1: or yeah. a German H- company. German one, company. One yeah. Yeah. Something.
0: The it's, Europeans are going to yeah. get pissed. They're going to be like, what? you can't tell the difference still? Like, I, <laughs> I don't know. We were talking about that one yesterday. Those, yeah. One of those countries. One of the yeah. vaguely European countries.
1: Yeah, so I apologize to my friends in advance who are from Europe, and you know <laughs> I, I see you at the the ICA or any of these other gatherings. Uh, it's so hard to <laughs> remember what country it is. I know it's rough. Yeah, I, it
0: must feel <laughs> the same way about the U.S., though, right?
1: Yeah, it's like one of those squiggly states.
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> or one of the like, big
1: boxy ones out in the west.
0: European adoptees, write in if you know where Missouri is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So how was? Uh, so you're a Korean adoptee, yeah. right? Uh, Where were you born?
1: So I was born in Seoul. Uh, I do believe it was maybe like uh, 10, 15 minutes away from Gangnam.
0: Oh, nice. A little bit
1: of Gangnam style there. Yeah. I spent three months there in foster care. Directly after I was born, I was relinquished at the hospital. And uh, then I was adopted into a family uh they're in southern Illinois Mm -hmm. uh grew up there for 19 years uh had a had a younger brother too four and a half years younger and he was adopted from Pusan oh really yeah so had a Korean brother it's pretty cool and then uh how do you still don't have him yeah he's he's still out there (laughs) he's (laughs) he's doing his thing yeah he's doing his thing out in St. Louis
0: oh he's out in St. Louis still yeah
1: yeah so uh I go home see them you know every (laughs) once in a while yeah and uh age of nineteen uh, I decided to pick up and join the air force <laughs> and uh it's actually pretty cool. I enlisted, and uh I was fortunate enough to become a Korean linguist so really,
0: so your Korean's pretty good then uh
1: it used to be <laughs> at one point and now it's like uh Hey there, Ajashi. Yeah, I need a beer.
0: Yeah, That's, I mean that'll get you pretty far.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: As and, long as you know like Chogyo, Yogyo, soju, yeah. and Mekju. yeah, and hwajangchil. Yeah. Those are like the big ones.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like even if you don't know that much Korean, you can get by with chicken. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Yep.
1: That's pretty important. Or
0: so. like bulgogi. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Kimchi, but if you Mondo. don't like if you don't like kimchi, then you're sol. Man. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So. <laughs> Yeah, well, good, man. How was growing up in uh southern Illinois?
1: Uh, it was all right. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of diversity, even you know, for uh, for anybody like not white at all, like mm-hmm. black or Hispanic. We I could count on both hands how many uh, like how many v- yeah or minorities people of color yeah that I graduated with in high school. Even though uh, how big was
0: your high school class? My
1: my class was actually uh pretty big. I think we had. Uh, I think we had about 500. That, wow, yeah, yeah. That's significant. Yeah, but I mean, even still, like as far as minorities go, you, you could count on both hands how many were in the class. Yeah. Um, but...
0: Well, uh, well, Southern Illinois, parts of Indiana, and yeah. Missouri, like the middle states, like outside of the cities, I feel yeah. like, in the rural and suburban areas, it's very white.
1: Yeah. It, I was actually pretty lucky uh, to find uh, some pockets of... Korean American Chinese American communities there in St. Oh, Louis. Oh, really?
0: Oh, well, St. Louis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's uh, always a Korean church to go to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I got my driver's license at the age of 16. And then, um, you know, this wonderful thing called the Internet came around. Yep and uh zanga <laughs> zanga you yeah. had a zanga yeah so. what was your
0: screen name was it something awesome oh man
1: i can't even remember it was oh long come ago. on i uh, is is years ago did you have a real
0: sweet aol screen name too
1: yeah man <laughs> asl <laughs> but yeah yeah, ASL, yeah. <laughs> get on the chat room yeah asl <laughs> I found uh a couple <laughs> Korean Americans that use Zenga in St. Louis and they're like, "Hey, come out to our church." And so, oh, nice, yeah. You know, like, I drive around checking out these churches and the like the grocery stores and stuff and then uh you know like boba, like what's this? Oh, one about? Yeah, and I yeah. started trying like, "Oh man, this is so good." That's what like I'm trying to coin the term and I not to plagiarize, but to uh pay homage to the LGBTQ community coming out of the closet. Uh, oh, yeah. So coming what, out of the, what? the adoption closet, that was, like, around the time that I did. To Koreans? Yeah. So then, you know, it's like, oh, I got to try out all this stuff and figure out, you know, like, learn more about my heritage. So
0: <laughs> so that was yeah, your way I, in.
1: Yeah, it was pretty cool. And um, that did was Did they actually, teach you a lot
0: of stuff? Were they pretty accepting?
1: Oh, man. You know, it was, it was really weird because, uh, like, they were accepting and then there were these other, like, these other facets about it where it's, like, they felt sorry for me. Yeah, And I I never understood that. It's, like, you don't really have to feel sorry for me. Because, like, you don't, you know, even though you are Korean, of course, like, you don't have to take any of that blame for, you know, my birth country. Yeah. But it's, like, a deep national shame, you know. And then there were the other, like, really, you know, like, the Ajishis—they're just like stuck in their ways, and like, why don't you speak Korean?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like, dude, I, you know, I, like I could read a little bit of it. My my adoptive father—he actually found a church uh when I was a kid that did oh, really? Saturday classes, so I learned a little bit. But you know, it's just like on and and that's it. Yeah, yeah. And then they,
0: they teach you like, like the alphabet and everything. Yeah,
1: and so like these Ajishis—like, are, are you Japanese? And I'm like, no. <laughs>
0: Then why don't you know any Korean? Yeah,
1: so it was it was interesting. Um, and, like, I kind of, uh, after high school was over, I uh, found a, a Japanese restaurant that was opening up right next to the school that I went to. I was going to uh, SIUE, Southern Illinois University of Edwardsville. And that place was owned by Koreans. And uh, I'll never forget the day I walked up Uh, to that restaurant, and there's the uh, now hiring sign Mm -hmm. out front, and I actually just wanted to um, go knock on the door and ask them when they're opening, because I was interested in stopping by and uh, trying some of the food. Getting some food. Yeah, so I knocked on the door, and then uh, the manager come out, because they're still working on setting up the restaurant, Mm -hmm. and uh, I was like, hey, I was wondering when you guys are opening, and he's like, well, probably sometime the beginning of next month, so... Oh, "Oh, it's going to take a while. Yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, that's cool, because I'm actually starting school uh, next month, too. And then uh, he's like, are you looking for a job? And I'm like, well kind of he's like are you korean i'm like yeah and he's like come back next tuesday oh, like, yeah? wow okay well whatever. nice you're hired so, yeah so then i went in and, you know i just fill out the paperwork and i was working there so did he
0: expect you to like speak korean though and understand korean to uh, interact with any of the actually, customers uh
1: i think i explained that to him later that i was adopting He told like, "Oh, whatever <laughs> <laughs> he's like just work <laughs> So that was actually my in, uh to finding out more about uh, the language stuff that yeah. the, Air, the Air Force had. One of the chefs there, he uh, his uh, brother-in-law was actually uh, a Korean linguist in the military. So they oh, really? told me about it.
0: So he's a Korean and, guy.
1: Yeah, he's a Korean guy. And mm-hmm. then um, his sister's married to, I guess, an American dude who actually landed uh, doing the same thing in wow. the Air Force. Wow. So uh, I did the research, and mm-hmm. then I got a phone call from the recruiter. He's like, "Hey, how would you be? Uh, how would you like to, you know, consider being in uh, the United States Air Force?" And I was like, "Well, funny you ask, because I've been doing some research." So then, being bang boom, you know, I head out to uh, San Antonio, Texas, for you know, a month and a half, and then Monterey, California, for <laughs> two years to learn language. That's not a but, bad, dude. Yeah, that was really nice, and yeah.
0: you know, there's worse places <laughs> to be than, yeah, than Monterey. Yeah.
1: And my teachers were telling me because, like, I was just I was soaking up the language, like like nobody's business. And you know, like it helped a little bit that I had that experience yeah. as a kid. But uh, there's this phrase that my teachers use, which means you can't full blood. So, in essence, what it really meant was you know because on Korean, mm-hmm. you know, the Korean language is coming back to me. And is like, something that I could own. And that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that's rad.
1: And uh, funny thing uh, while I was out, out out there at school was uh, I actually experienced culture shock <laughs> and identity crisis all at the same time. And, oh. you know, like, here I am. Uh, I'm only exposed to – or I'm only being immersed in the language while I'm at school. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's eight hours a day, five days a week. But, like, yeah. outside of that, it's like I'm – it's America,
0: well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You I'm in the military. California. I'm, uh, yeah,
1: California, <laughs> you know, but uh, somehow, like, somehow, something just triggered inside me, and then that's whenever, uh, that's whenever it really hit me. So, in what ways? Um, in like, so, I'm sure a lot of people out there can uh, can relate to this, especially in terms of uh, exploring their Korean heritage it's sort of like swinging a pendulum so you kind of start um you know for for the most part most of us they start on one side where it's completely american completely mm-hmm. assimilated to american society and on the other side it's like as korean as we can possibly be, possibly be in terms of reclamation of our heritage yeah so while i was in that language class and just kind of interacting with these teachers mm-hmm. and exploring more about Korean culture, society, history, and my own identity, uh, that pendulum swung from being American completely to as far as I can go to being reclaimed as a Korean. (laughs) And that's whenever it it really hit me that, like, oh, my God, this is so scary. Yeah. uh, What was
0: scary about that?
1: It was just, like, this is, you know, this is part of who i am uh-huh. part of who i can reclaim and this is another perspective that i can have on this world as a korean american mm-hmm. or as a korean person who can speak the language and navigate life yeah with through the korean language so was it, it was, like
0: eye-opening to you like all of yeah, a sudden you can read all this stuff and yeah, understand everything and,
1: I mean, even I remember there's one question I asked one of my teachers because um, I was just kind of I wanted to understand how it was that um, Korean people thought like the voice of their mind. Mm -hmm. So I asked I asked my teacher and I um, this is actually not in any literature that I've ever read. uh, But she she told me that the voice of her mind actually comes from her heart rather than in between her ears and behind her eyes. Hmm. Like in you know in her head, right? And that was actually mind-boggling to me because you know it's like when I think to myself, I hear that voice you know in my head and not in my heart. And the funny thing is, in the Korean language, the the word for mind also shares the word and the meaning for heart to mm-hmm. mom. So like that that co- that really changed my perspective on the way that Korean people have. You know this this mindset how they how they view the world and how um you know how they formulate their thoughts Mm -hmm. because it it doesn't come from you know in in their skull it actually comes from their heart which you know that it like it took me a little while to kind of figure out for myself how exactly i could integrate that into my own perspective of of the world and um you know fast forward a couple years 2009 i'm uh here in Maryland. And then, uh I found out about the goal first trip home on uh-huh. Facebook and then I'm like, Hey, sure. Why not? You know, like I, uh, I'm free from tech school. I can take leave. Uh, why not try it out? You know, two weeks vacation, go to Korea. Yeah. So then I head over there and then, you know, like a lot of people, uh, well, not a lot of people, there's, a, there are a handful of individuals that went on the same trip and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, they were just having sensory overload. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's it's pretty intense yeah. the first time
0: you go over there. Yeah, like
1: all the sights and the smells and the tastes and everything. Yeah. And like here I am, you know, like after having been in school for so long and having been able to uh reclaim that piece of my myself as mm-hmm. a Korean. I went over to Korea and it's like, Hey, what's up? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you yeah. say it prepared you pretty good yeah. then.
1: Yeah. So like I was just like Going off on my own, you know, during our free time.
0: You didn't bring um, anybody else with you? No,
1: yeah. I was just like. Just
0: exploring. Yeah. Uh,
1: I remember I went to uh, the Yongsan area and uh-huh, yeah. there's like the electronics boutiques out there. Yep. Um, so I remember I went I wanted to buy uh, like a, a pretty snazzy electronic <laughs> dictionary.
0: Oh, yeah, so, yeah. They yeah. had like a million of those. Oh, yeah.
1: I went to one of those places and uh, I was talking to the dude. Uh, who was running that little shop there, and, like, hey, so, uh, you know, I'm looking for this, this, and this. You know, Mm -hmm. describing to him, like, the kind of things that I wanted in a dictionary. And, you know, we were just having a run-of-the-mill conversation. Like, hey, you know, I'm from, uh, I live in the United States. This is my first time being back since I was adopted. he's like, oh, that's cool. Well, welcome back. You know, he's he's really welcoming. That's a
0: cool reaction. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: And then, like... I don't think I've
0: ever gotten that when I lived there. Yeah.
1: we were we were just shooting the breeze while uh he was getting you know this dictionary set up so uh-huh. then uh i remember uh this was kind of like in the height of the Kim Yuna fever. And oh yeah, yeah. I was I was asking. That so was like, like what
0: two thousand nine or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I like was she, there.
1: Was, she was getting ready for she the two thousand ten Olympics. Yeah, yeah. And I was asking him like, hey, would you have to have enough Yuna's single? And he's like, oh, I have no idea. <laughs> you know, it was just <laughs> fun to have that kind of conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, just going to Korea and hanging out with other adoptees for the first time, like as someone who's finally come out of the closet fully, you know, yeah. having that self-awareness of being a Korean adoptee and wanting to explore that narrative.
0: Well, was that the first time you were ever involved with any like adoptee activities or anything like that? It sounds like your so, dad was trying to get you yeah, involved with some Korean culture um, stuff.
1: Back, uh, back when I was really little, there was actually an organization called all Adopt in St. Louis. And it was, a uh, a uh, parent-run nonprofit organization uh, for families with children who were adopted all around the world. So mm-hmm. we had kids from Latin America, Europe, and Asia, Africa, everybody, and it was pretty cool. But and then also there was a uh, the Korean American community there in St. Louis. They also had these picnics um, during the summer. But uh, I remember like f- just. Not being interested in it altogether. I'm like, I just want to stay home, you know, play with friends at home. And <laughs> yeah. play Nintendo, sure. ride my bike, you know, what all age, the normal what things. What age was this at? This is like, I was like four or five. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And then, like, the the language stuff came around nine or ten, uh, which was pretty cool. But the the class discontinued because there wasn't enough interest. Oh, so, no. Yeah. Like, I could have stayed in a little bit longer, but um, they, they ended up discontinuing. Mm-hmm. Did you try
0: to study on your own after that a little bit, or you're no, just like oh, I I'm was done? Like, yeah,
1: whatever. So
0: <laughs> I got bare nine-year-old stuff to do. Yeah,
1: and then the first time I actually went uh, on my own to anything adoption-related was in 2007. There was uh, a mini gathering up in San Francisco with yeah, uh, AKA AKSF. AKSF yeah. yeah. So that was the first time I ever went to anything big. And then um, in 2009, when I was stationed in Maryland. That's when i went out to for goal first your poem and yeah. then, uh it was pretty cool uh and that was actually how i got connected to adoption links so i met um Jean Moderman out there she's a photographer cool and um she was uh she's working on one of her projects there uh we met at the s w s Nursery, actually. She Is was that who you were adopted through? Yeah. And, um, like, we were, we were just talking, and she's like, hey, I'm from Maryland. I'm like, oh, I'm from Maryland, too. And I'm actually looking for uh, any groups out there. I couldn't find them on Google or anything like that. And... Uh, she's like, well, they do exist. <laughs> yeah, they are out there. Yeah, and the funny thing was, I wouldn't have been able to find them on Google anyway because they're on Yahoo Groups. Whatever. <laughs> like
0: back in the day. Yeah, back yeah. in the yeah. When Yahoo Groups were a thing, yeah. right after Zanga.
1: Yeah, right after <laughs> Zanga. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, I came back to uh, Maryland after my trip was over and got in touch with them, and then you know, ever since then, I've been volunteering and organizing and stuff. So
0: yeah yeah it's that's awesome cool. wait yeah. so when did you move to maryland
1: so uh I moved, so you're in
0: monterey you go to yeah, language school
1: and then after i finished language school i uh i do a follow-up course in uh san angelo texas for six months so okay so you moved to texas yeah i'm back in texas for six months and you know if you don't know where san, san angelo is you just throw a dart at a dart board of texas and <laughs> as close to centers you can get that's where it is so, then I uh, got stationed in, in Maryland, uh, 2008. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then 2009, that's when I went to Korea. And so, I you start my- work
0: as a linguist in Maryland Yeah. Then. Okay. Yeah. And then
1: uh, I, I served the rest of my time uh, until Independence Day 2012. That was actually the day I separated. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's pretty bittersweet. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it an appropriate day, too. At least they give you fireworks. Day. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, so uh, I served the rest of my time uh, in Maryland. I didn't get deployed or anything. No? It was pretty lucky. Yeah, you just hang
0: out and. Yeah. What do you do like as a linguist? You just sit there with headphones on and just listen we, to it, like chatter and whatever. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking of like spy tra- shit, I translate guess. Translate
1: <laughs> whatever the government will give us. Oh
0: yeah. So they just uh, give you like a big stack of papers. It was like, yeah, here.
1: go ahead for it. Yeah. You know, and then you know, we just <laughs> translate it and then we send it off to whoever wants to read it. So. All right. That's all. So you about just that. act as a translator, huh? <laughs> yeah. So is that going to uh, go
0: away when like big neural networks and Google translate gets oh, all crazy? Yeah,
1: well, well, I mean, uh, Google translates never going to get anywhere. Close. You don't think it's going to yeah, get no. that that big? Oh man. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> well, I know it's, I know it's yeah. terrible. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. There's that, that cool gadget where you stick that. The Babble- I saw that. Over. Yeah. Is
0: it the Babel fish yeah. thing? I,
1: I don't know what it what was. It, uh, That's, what called, like that. That's what it's called. I don't
0: know. That's what it's called. And guardian. Uh, not, <laughs> <Hitchhiker's> <laughs> what am I thinking of?
1: Hitchhiker's, Hitchhiker's Guide to the galaxy. galaxy. Yeah. 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 The oh, other man. galaxy movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's
0: not Galaxy Quest.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, like nothing will ever beat a human operator in my yeah you in my don't think opinion, so i don't know
0: man watson so, <laughs> watson's coming
1: yeah we'll see we'll see a couple decades i guess
0: one day the robots are gonna take over yeah. you're gonna regret saying that they're gonna be like oh, oh man <laughs> i think we're not good enough huh
1: yeah but then i'll be you know i'll be living underground with that you know the the gorilla groups and stuff you yeah know, planning tricks <laughs> yeah.
0: planning the uh takeover yeah Oh man! Well, so, how, how, so you just stayed in the D.C. area in the yeah, Maryland, huh?
1: Yeah. After I separated, then uh, you know I started looking for employment because I wanted to stick with the federal government. Yeah. Know, and go to school for uh, for cybersecurity. So I'm finishing up a second second bachelor's in um, computer network security, actually. Wow. To get me lined up for uh, MBA in cybersecurity. Cool. And, you know, that's where the money is. So These days,
0: yeah. Yeah. You should be in the SANS course with me right now.
1: Yeah. You know, and I, I've actually been looking at that. Uh, a lot of our it's course expensive. material. Oh, <laughs> my god, Yeah. You can buy a car with that. Oh, yeah. Jeez. It's real
0: expensive. That's why I'm glad the <laughs> boss is paying for it. I'm like, I'm nice. not paying for any of this. Wow. You can use your GI Bill on it. Yeah. Yeah. You can get a whole master's degree. It's the most expensive master's degree in the world, but you can do it.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Like a a lot of our supplemental course materials from, from Sands Institute. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, they're good good courses, but it's just like, so expensive. This is
0: expensive, man. I'm glad I'm not putting the bill for this.
1: I know. It's like, Oh man! But well, hey, Uncle
0: Sam will do it for sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> do you still have your GI Bill? Yeah, still working on it.
1: So. Yeah. yeah I got some time left on it. It's nice. Pretty nice. Yeah. So going to school, going to work, yep. all that kind of stuff, and then trying to move out to Minnesota for curling. <laughs> For curling. Yeah.
0: After you get this awesome job lined up I with know. all this training and yeah. everything, you want to go curling? Yeah. Wait, so how did you get wait, So how did okay. you want to get involved right. with curling? So
1: this is this is the geekiest thing ever. I <laughs> there uh you know, PlayStation one, there's a game called Digimon World and there's a little, I don't even little remember yeah, I didn't there, have a PS one. There's, <laughs> there's a, a little side uh, mini game of curling in that game. Uh So hopefully I have some really nerdy people listening in on this. (laughs) like, oh, yeah, I know about that. Some
0: geek cats listen. (laughs) Yeah,
1: so, uh, you know, like, I was like, hey, this is really cool. And then I saw it on TV, you know, the Olympics. And I'm like, Uh oh, this is the real thing. So, you know. I was living in St. Louis, and you know we didn't really have anything like that back then. So yeah, not yeah, yeah. Came back on TV, Vancouver Olympics 2010. It was
0: really. I think that's the year it kind of yeah, like took off. It
1: really took off, yeah. And then I think
0: the women's curling team was made. Yeah. It. it was just like, what is this game? And it's like one of the oldest games in the yeah. world, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Invented in Scotland, you know. Yeah. And played heavily in Canada, like it's like it's bowling here yeah. in the United States. So <laughs> you know, it's like. This is really cool. And then, you know, I'm here in the D.C. area, so I'm like, hey, you know, there's absolutely everything here in D.C. So there I just it, there did a quick Google search, and lo and behold, it was there in Maryland. So then I joined up, and I've been doing it for five
0: years now. So, oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. So this is, yeah. like, no new interest. This goes back way <laughs> no, far. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. And, you know, like, I, uh, I'm... I don't know. I'm one of those weird people that are into really niche sports. So <laughs> that's like,
0: a niche sport. I yeah. mean, how high is the competition for curling in the states? So
1: in the states, it's it's kind of it's interesting. Like we, uh, you know, there are a whole bunch of old farts up in the northern con- er, country, northern states that do it, <laughs> like you Minnesota. Know, yeah, like Minnesota, you know, Wisconsin. Uh-huh. So you know, they've been doing it for years, and then. You get all these, you know, young hipsters that are like, oh, hey, let's do this before it gets cool, even though it's already cool because it's on ice, you know. Ew. Nice. So uh, there's, you know, it's taken off uh, with this new generation of young curlers. Yeah, because, like, everyone's like, oh, this is so cool, you know. Um, they sit
0: there with their like beards and their scarves. Yeah. And oh man,
1: and their you know their plaid shirts and all that stuff. Yell, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yo, huh, huh, yeah. <laughs> Is that how you do it? How do you do a curling? Uh, Is there a specific like? It there, just sounds like shouting to me. So are there are there directions?
1: I I, I would give you a demonstration, but I don't want to blow your mic out. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll I'll with this regular voice. Okay. Um, So, you know, like, there's the sweeping element of it. Right, yeah, yeah. essentially what it does is it keeps – it creates a very thin layer of water across the top of the ice. Because you're
0: creating friction?
1: Yeah. So, well, there's friction without it. um, But if you Uh melt the ice a little bit on that top top layer, then it, it hydroplanes. Okay. So it keeps the speed for longer, and it keeps it straighter. And hence why it's called curling, because naturally it'll curl. So uh the skip who's down at the other end of the ice and that's essentially the team captain he, uh here she's calling the shots and is like I need to hear and they got to watch the line as the stones traveling towards them uh-huh. so if if they don't like the line or if they need the line held then they'll call their sweepers onto the ice okay. and put the brooms down. So then that's usually when they're like sweep hurry hard like really loud really loud. It doesn't
0: even sound like that to me. Yeah. It just sounds like, <laughs> like yelling.
1: Yeah, and usually it's just like, ah! Like that. <laughs> so, and yeah, so it's a lot of fun. It sounds so
0: intense. Like it's, it's really intense. It looks very graceful yeah. on TV, but like it sounds very intense Like yeah. when you're doing it.
1: Yeah, and it's like... You, people are like, oh, that's not that's not a real sport because you're not actually getting an exercise. And believe it or not, you know. Like, no, the,
0: the sweepers seem yeah, like they're.
1: Yeah, like you get so tired after a game. You know, I go to some of these tournaments, we have triple headers uh-huh. in, in a single day. And as far as like.
0: The, what does that mean? Like how many rounds, are there rounds?
1: So it's, it's kind of like baseball, how it's set up is, uh, you know, in baseball there's innings. And mm-hmm. in, uh, in curling there's ends and in the standard game there are 8 ends okay and each team throws 8 stones so per it, end per end and okay. it all alternates between teams so one team throws the other team throws uh-huh. and they each get 8 yeah they each get 8 and there are four team members and uh each team member gets to throw two stones per end. Okay. So, and they all rotate. So usually one of the questions I get is, so uh, what's your position? Are you a sweeper or are you a thrower? I was going to ask that, yeah. but it's not. No, but everyone yeah, everyone does everything except for the skip down at yeah. the other end because they're usually. they got to
0: be like top dog or they've done it for years.
1: Actually, sometimes they're the lazy guy. <laughs> so, like, oh, I don't want to sweep. <laughs> I'll, I'll just stay down here and tell you guys where to put it.
0: Oh, no. <laughs>
1: yeah. He's so, got to at
0: least have a good eye. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, they're they're usually the, the most experienced dudes for the team and uh they're supposed to be. Yeah. So I you know, it's a lot of fun and uh trying to figure out, you know, who the who the more competitive people are in my club here in DC, so mm-hmm. you know, we can go to a lot of these um away tournaments and stuff. So and actually So you're
0: in like a curling league here?
1: Yeah, so it's a it's a club and we have leagues every uh every day of the week. So okay, um, wow! This past season, I was actually out there for six leagues, and I was curling five nights a week. Jeez, so, yeah, that's and, a lot of curling. Yeah, yeah, uh, and for like a lot of the casual people, they they're only out there maybe like once a week. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was I was going hard.
0: Well, you you want to go out to Minnesota sure. to do this, so yeah. you got to, right? This yeah. is like a lifestyle thing. Oh, yeah,
1: don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in April, actually, I went out to a tournament in uh, Seattle. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. There's a Korean adoptee who invited me out there. Mm-hmm. He, he's a curler. Oh, really? Yeah. So Who's like, this? What's his name? Uh, this is Thomas Lee, my friend Thomas Lee. Thomas so. Lee,
0: what's up? Yeah. Happy uh, curling.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Actually good curling, so you're good curling. You're good curling, yeah. So he uh he um got on Facebook and he's like, Hey, does anybody know anybody else that, you know, in any of these networks that curl?
0: Uh huh. So, and they were like, uh yeah. yeah.
1: So I think it was uh I think it was some of the folks from AAAW, W. They're like, Hey, we know a guy out in uh in Maryland, so <laughs> they got me in touch with him and then I ended up uh flying out there for a long weekend to nice. to do this curling, yeah, out there. So it was, it was like cool. a whole tournament. Yeah, yeah, it was a tournament, and we were playing against uh, guys from all over the country and some people that drove down from Canada too. Wow. Yeah, and we uh we finished in the money, which is pretty cool. So, <laughs> so yeah. you guys did
0: pretty good then.
1: Yeah, we did do pretty good. Yeah,
0: like and, top uh, three was was that. So how it's, high did it have to be to be in the money?
1: It's uh the we have brackets Uh so um we actually finished in what's called like the fourth event runner up so okay uh I think we lost maybe like once or twice out of that entire run and we got like six or seven wins so it was a long road nice yeah yeah it was a lot of fun and I I got to stay with uh Jenny Kelly the oh the uh, president yeah current president yeah and then uh. We had dinner out there too, so it was a blast. Awesome, yeah.
0: So it was like Minnesota, the the place to go for curling training and
1: and adoptees too. So yes. I mean, it's, you know, it's double like, whammy. Yeah, double whammy. Get it all in one place.
0: Pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, so you come back from Korea, you meet some people from ALDC there mm-hmm. or in the Maryland area. To mm-hmm. Get you involved. Yeah. You know, what, it, what? How do you start getting involved in once you move back?
1: So, uh, it all kind of started out just like...
0: Because you're still in the military at this point. Yeah, still
1: in the military. So, uh, they were just like, hey, um, we're going to have stuff, you know, maybe like monthly um, Mm get-togethers. And uh, I remember going back then, it was a relatively small group. Uh, We had maybe on average like six to eight people. Mm Mm-hmm. And the uh, the people that were organizing at the time, they uh, they were anticipating moving from DC for you know for jobs or whatever. Yeah. And so they're like, "Hey, uh, are you going to be around for a while?" I'm like, "Yeah." Um. And then they're like, "Well, we need somebody to organize, so here's your show now." <laughs> and nice. I was like, "Uh, okay." <laughs> so it was, here's the bag. Yeah, it is. hold this. Is kinda trial by fire and um I had a lot of help along the way mm-hmm. and then uh we got the orga- organization to grow uh considerably since then. Um Well we,
0: how'd you do that? Just consistency just, or?
1: yeah, uh you know, consistency, like keeping up the activities and then um having a pretty uh, pretty regular, pretty active uh online presence too. Mm-hmm. So uh you know, just being a part of like all these, you know, uh adopt mega groups. And then, you know, if anybody's like, Hey, I'm gonna be in D C or Hey, I'm from D C and looking to uh you know, hang out with some people then um like, Hey, we're here, so <laughs> come join our group and then uh you That's know, what I did. Yeah, like more and more people just started joining the group and then yeah. uh all of a sudden we're up to around five hundred people. So, nice. Yeah. Even, that's pretty
0: significant. That's a, that's a large yeah, group.
1: Even, even just, uh, it's fantastic. Like even just out of, uh, from, from this January, mm-hmm. 2016 up until I think like two weeks ago, I made a, a big post in our group page. I, uh, I included like all, all the people that had joined since the beginning of the year because mm-hmm. I hadn't put out a, like a welcome message or anything for those people. And it ended up being just a little bit over 100 names. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. I so, think I was on
0: that list. Yeah,
1: I think so. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and uh, we recently um, formed a new board. And oh, yeah. And we gained our one c 3 Yes, congrats. Status. Thank you. So uh, and then I finally stepped down uh, as president and then stepped down from the board after so.
0: all this hard work after yeah. building it up
1: <laughs> like uh, from see ya, eight guys. to 500
0: yeah. and 501c3 status yeah
1: so I mean like I, I, can't, I can't claim any credit on the 51c3 stuff because like I had a, uh, a lot of other guys work on that. So Sure,
0: but I mean, you know, right. you were the you're the president, right? Yeah, so you were ascended to the presidency, so you're responsible for the organization.
1: Yeah. And uh so now like it's all in others' hands and so get to see uh get to see the ship sail with the yeah. other captain. So very happy about
0: that. And on a high note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um so now Trish is the sitting president or co- oh, is she coming onto the board? So we're
1: actually uh yeah, Trish is there on the board and then we have uh several others um um other candidates trying to convince Wendy <laughs> to come on the board. Uh and then uh um, No pressure, Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> and then she doesn't know it yet actually.
0: Oh yeah, so, Well, you know, maybe she'll know by the time this comes yeah. out.
1: <laughs> yeah, so and then um let's see what else uh, yeah, I already I already lost track of what we were talking about um the board, the, the board. board, yeah <laughs> the board so uh oh, and we actually we don't have um we don't have our president yet or any of the other officers, uh, but we're going to hold our official elections or I'm trying to uh sort of a gimmick push the elections to be. At the time of the presidential elections, because, you know, we're D.C. It's like down so. to November. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, as far as our... Well, I uh, hope they have
0: their campaigns ready. Yeah.
1: <laughs> our, uh, our anniversary is also in November, too.
0: Oh, uh, well, there you this go. This will be our 14th. Cool.
1: Yeah, this will be our 14th and the next year.
0: Are you guys for- going to have a big party?
1: We're, uh, it's in the works. I'm trying to, you know, get the, the wheel spinning for yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I'll come down 15. for that. Yeah.
0: That'd be awesome.
1: Yeah. So that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's nice because it's, it's, uh, it's on and off here where we're not sharing an anniversary with all these other people like <laughs> they are this year. Yeah. Yeah. So you have, uh, uh, New York and yep. Seattle mm-hmm. and correct me if I'm wrong, all these European countries, Sweden. Sweden. Yeah, yeah I know. Right. I made the mistake of saying like Denmark, Denmark last time
0: and somebody was like, uh, we are not the same country. And I was like, I know I, I, was just, I'm confused. I was confused about which group it was doing, it. but Sweden, it's yeah. Sweden group. Sorry, Sweden. I don't think I have any listeners in Sweden, Denmark. I do. Denmark, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's nice. We have, uh, we'll have the stage for next year and, we're actually gonna um, we're gonna try to have the anniversary maybe in April, so people can come and enjoy the cherry blossoms as well. That'd so, be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the weather is much more, um, I'd say, hospitable in April
0: <laughs> versus maybe? November
1: versus November. Yeah, November's
0: all right. Yeah. It depends sometimes. Sometimes it's like really cold here yeah, and other it's, times it's not.
1: It's so weird this year. I mean, Last year it,
0: was like really warm.
1: Yeah. Man, it's so like the weather here, it's crazy. I mean, <laughs> like it you know, anybody that's not here on the east coast or well, I mean even the the American Midwest really. What's well, everywhere? Yeah, it's like you remember that time that David Bowie died and then all of a sudden we get like fifteen feet of snow everywhere? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know if those two (laughs) things are related, but yeah, I remember both of those things. (laughs)
1: Or that that time that Prince died and we had, like, a month of rain? Purple rain. Purple rain.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, actually, I was here for the cherry blossom 10-mile, and it, like, was a torrential downpour with 50-mile-an-hour gusts, like, the night before.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, it was awful. I was was like, I
0: still haven't seen the damn cherry blossoms here like in bloom because yeah. it's always been like something like that so
1: it's the cherry blossoms are they're really temperamental you, you like they are gonna, and they're like yeah. single
0: use they're yeah. on or they're gone
1: yeah so i mean you only get like maybe three good solid days out of it yeah and you really have to pay attention because like in march it'll just be cold 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 and then like one day <laughs> being warm and then all of a sudden the cherry blossoms are like boom <laughs> Yeah. They're there. Yep. It's like trying to eat an avocado. (laughs) 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 It's like you buy it at the store and then you, like, got to wait until it's a little soft. And then all of a sudden it's like, all right, it's ready to eat. And then you wait wait another day, then it's like really gross. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah. And what's really tough is whenever, uh, because, you know, we have the the street festival here in DC. Mm -hmm. So, you know, big festival, lots of vendors and performances and stuff, and they block all the street usually. And it's it's tough because, like, you know, if the the cherry blossoms line up at the same weekend as the festival, Mm -hmm. then it's like you got millions of tourists just descending on D.C. And it's it's so it's so hard just to get around. (laughs) Like, it's like, get out of my way. You know, it is like whenever you're on the escalator, walk on the left, stand on the right. How hard is that?
0: No, people don't understand that. Yeah. They don't get it. Yeah.
1: And it's like even even now, you know, in the summer, it's like you get you get all these school trips, and they're like all these kids just running around. Damn kids! Oh my god, <laughs> it's terrible.
0: You know though, so that doesn't like the uh, the walking stuff doesn't bother me. You know, especially being from New York, you get tourists all the time, mm-hmm. like all year yeah. round, just like that. Uh, I find it more offensive when I'm actually down visiting like the mall and stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm at the Vietnam Veterans Memorial mm-hmm. or the Korean War Veteran Memorial. And um you see these kids like taking selfies there. I'm like yeah, what the hell are you doing? What it's, what is this?
1: It's so disrespectful, you know. This is not
0: the time for Snapchat kids. Yeah,
1: you're you're there to honor, you know, yeah. these you know, the people who had sacrificed their lives for mm-hmm. for these events in American history. Right. And you know, it's like even uh I remember going up to uh New York City, whenever mm-hmm. ground zero was still yeah. uh it was still you know just Boulder the whole just of ground yeah. yeah, and it was actually it was the quietest place in the entire city, yeah um, and you know everybody respected that, and it's you know it's it's kind of at this point uh, yeah every once in a while you get some rambunctious tourists down here in d c Mm-hmm. And, well, you're
0: starting to see it now at the 9-11 memorial, like some yeah. people taking selfies and stuff there, and it's like st- still not yeah. not a place to do it.
1: Yeah, so – and, you know, it's like – it's nice that these people are coming to, uh, you know, see a part of history, but yeah. Yeah, you got to respect it. So, well, A
0: lot of them are – you know, yeah, like you said, it's school trips and stuff like yeah. that, and I, I guess – for a lot of people outside who were outside of New York and D.C. when 9-11 happened, like, I don't know. Everybody's like, oh, I'll never forget. But yeah. it's like, dude, you weren't in the area. Like, yeah. you don't know what it was like. Yeah, It is not, I mean, no offense. I, mean, I know it was a national tragedy, yeah. but it, you feel it more when you're from that area, I yeah. think, than if you're out in, like, Wisconsin yeah. or something. No offense to anybody in Wisconsin. <laughs> but <laughs> But it's like... You don't go there, memorialize it, and then you take a selfie, mm-hmm. and say like, "Oh, never f- hashtag never forget." I'm, yeah. I'm at the 911 memorial.
1: So you know, like, and I was granted. I was sitting in English class at my freshman year of high school whenever that oh, yeah? happened. So you know, I'm not you know, from this area. Mm-hmm. I wasn't here whenever all those events happened. But you know, it's like the the opportunities afforded to me with my Air Force uh, military service and, you know, even working for Homeland Security. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, the the things that I do are in remembrance of what happened. So. Yeah.
0: And continue to happen, sadly. I mean, yeah. we just experienced, you know, the the worst mass shooting in American history yeah. the other day. It's
1: absolutely terrible.
0: It's awful. Yeah. And it, it, I think it's one of those things, uh, I don't know how it is for kids who weren't in, like, high school like us when nine eleven happened, but... I feel like since then, this has just become, like, the norm
1: mm-hmm. for
0: kids. Like, they, like kids younger than us, all they've known is, like, the post-9-11 state, mm-hmm. you know? So it's hard for them, I think, maybe to comprehend all those events. I mean, some of them, you know, my my mentees in uh, AKA up in New York, some of them weren't even born yet, you know? Mm-hmm. Actually, now a lot of them weren't even born yet yeah. when that happened. Yeah. So they don't even, you know, to them, it's like the Gulf War was to us. <laughs> it was just totally abstract yeah. or it was history. So, maybe some of these kids on the school trips just, like, they don't get it. Yeah. Especially when they go to, like, yeah, the Vietnam Veterans Memorial or the Korean War Memorial. And they'll just, like, right, this is a totally abstract idea to me.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's like they I see it on TV, you know, mm-hmm. like all the all the footage from the planes crashing into the buildings. But, you know, it's like once you go to these places, you know, for us, our age, and you know, in the many cases that we've been to these places before, it happened. You know, it's, yeah, it's completely life changing. Yeah, it really is. So you know, and I, I really appreciate you know what, uh, like all the memorials that are out there. Yeah, uh, for for these events. So
0: mm-hmm. it's different when you've when you served. I feel like when you, I mean, how do you feel about it as a as a mil- or a former military and now working for DHS?
1: So, um, like. In terms of looking back on those uh, events in history and you know, having federal service, it, uh, and I can even tie this back into you know, my, my adoption narrative, is uh, it gives me a great sense of pride um, mm-hmm. to have served for this country and still serving for this country, uh, you know, uh, continuing to see the United States progress uh, as a country that it was meant to be as written in the Constitution. And, you know, I was adopted into this country, country mm-hmm. that uh, embraced me and raised me, uh, something that Korea couldn't necessarily do. So, you know, it, it could have been the case that I would have served, you know, in the military in Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well if, yeah,
0: if you had stayed there. Yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: um, especially, you know, in the case that, um, you know, I was born to my parents and my parents had kept me and stayed in the the family registry, mm-hmm. uh, then I would have been called to service in Korea. And, you know, I, I can say for certainty that um, had I served in Korea um, for that reason, uh, being, you know, that was obligatory, then mm-hmm. it wouldn't have had that same meaning to me. Right. Having yeah. served in the United States military. So, uh, you know, I if you cut me open, I'm going to bleed red white and blue um you know my favorite holiday is actually independence day um and so i'd like to continue serving this country in ever in in every capacity possible Mm -hmm. so you know federal service absolutely love it yeah Yeah. cool man yeah
0: do you feel like there are a lot of korean adoptees or adoptees in general serving in the government? So, I feel like there are.
1: Yeah, and actually... Uh, you know, <coughs> for among, similar reasons. Among all the many groups out there on Facebook, we have uh, a group for military and um, and government service. Yeah. So it's a nice place to, to network. Um, and, you know, if anybody has, like, you know, all those random questions about uh, all these things that are available to us, or like, hey, what's going on with this uh, particular policy or, uh, you know, like, people can ask questions and stuff, network. Uh, it's really nice. Um, so there, you know, there's a pretty good number of adoptees out there who Mm -hmm. are, uh, are serving this country in, um, either civilian or military. And I think that's, you know, absolutely wonderful. Um, and it's pretty cool to, you know, share that sense of pride, um, in this country together Mm -hmm. with other people who, uh, were also adopted from Korea you know, I, I can't say for sure that, you know, all the other adoptees out there in the United States uh feel the same way or for whoever else was adopted to other countries if they feel the same way about their countries. But it's uh it gives me a sense of home. It gives me it gives me a sense of who I am as uh you know, in terms of uh nationality mm-hmm. and pride. So that's something that I hope to reflect on the children that I plan to have one day. Um, that they can, you know, see the flag on the pole and think to themselves, see that they're proud Americans as well.
0: And Minnesotans. And Minnesotans. And Curlers.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) St. Louis Cardinals fans. (laughs) Oh, man, I
0: don't know. They're going to be Twins fans?
1: I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Because you got, you know – there there are those parents in in our generation you know they're having kids and uh yeah. you know, they, they grew up in the 90s and they were <clears throat> big Dallas Cowboys fans
0: and, yeah that, you know. i mean i was like a cowboys fan back in the i was also a chicago <laughs> bulls fan back in the day yeah. those were like america's yeah. teams
1: and now it's like what happened to them
0: right. <laughs> and then you got these you know. kids
1: that are wearing you know those teams and then it's like i feel so bad for those kids <laughs>
0: Well, you know, I'll tell you what happened to the Cowboys. Tony Romo.
1: <laughs> oh, man. You know, if it if it weren't for that injury, I think they, they would have did well in the last season. Uh,
0: maybe. I mean, I think also if uh, he could have won a Super Bowl if he decided to go to practice instead of going to yeah. the Bahamas <laughs> with Jessica Simpson or yeah. whatever. But, yeah. hey, you know.
1: Yeah. Who, you know, who would pass up the chance to go to the Bahamas with Jessica
0: Simpson? I mean, yeah, yeah. you'd have to weigh the two, I guess. Which one do you prefer? <laughs> The Super Bowl rings forever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if you put it that way, then for sure. But, there. you know, it's the immediate <laughs>
0: gratification. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like a lot less work, I guess, if you're at that level.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, because, you know, he's a star
0: Sure, star quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. So it's like,
1: oh, I'm already here. What else do I have to do? I don't have yeah. to practice. But for the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I already got, I already got it, you know, for life.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Whatever. Not so much. <laughs> Well, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, what you guys did yesterday? Sure, yeah.
1: So uh, you know as you can
0: tell, I'm kind of
1: out of it and yeah as, as the, uh, the name of the show goes, you know I'm just rambling. So
0: no, you're, you're on point, man. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're focused.
1: I, I'm trying. I'm hanging in there.
0: You're doing good. Yeah,
1: so pretty exhausting day yesterday. did a lot of work uh, out on Capitol Hill. Adoption Links DC and uh, another organization, the National Korean American Services and Education Consortium, also known as NAGASEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, We, ha- I believe there are 14 of us, 14 individuals um, who were international adoptees and allies, uh, went to advocate for the S2275 uh, bill, which is the, That's adoptee- the Senate bill. Yeah, Adoptee Citizenship Act. Um, I forget, I think it's the 5454 in the House companion, for the House Companion Bill. And uh, the if, if you guys don't know, the Adoptee Citizenship Act of 2015 is a bill uh, which was just recently introduced into the House um, that the purpose of is to close a loophole in the CCA two thousand, which is the C- Child Citizenship Act of two thousand, uh, to grant retro retroactive citizenship for all adoptees, international adoptees, who were adopted, um, being born prior to nineteen eighty three, and who uh, who had already turned eighteen by February two thousand one. That was a mouthful. So uh, essentially, for any of these. Um, are now adults, uh, mm. any of these people, or any of these children who are now adopted uh, that are born after 1983, they're already granted automatic citizenship through the, the CCA. The CCA. Uh, however, there, as to our estimates, uh, tens of thousands of individuals in the United States who, either through neglect or simply not knowing, mm-hmm. um, the parents didn't uh, naturalize these children whenever they were adopted. So you have a lot of these individuals who are at risk um, for not being able to go about their daily lives as, you know, functioning members of society, mm-hmm. um, being able to uh, get a driver's license or passport, apply for jobs. Or, yeah, a
0: lot of them don't even find out until they're, yeah, like, until way they, old. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Trying to travel outside the country. It's like, oh, no, you're yeah, an illegal immigrant. It's like, yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah,
1: so, you know, it's like, some of these people, you know, they, they want to do these things, these normal things that every single American can do mm-hmm. and then you know, while they're in the middle of the application process for whatever it may be they, they're they blindsided by the fact that they're not a U.S. citizen right? and, you know, they've been integrated in the United States and society for, you know, 30, 40, 50 years mm-hmm. and they find this stuff out and, you know, it's, it's life-changing. These people, you know, everything's yeah. flipped upside down and the only thing that they can do, really, is to go back through regular immigration channels. And, mm-hmm. you know, that shouldn't be the case because,
0: right.
1: you know, they were adopted into this country to U.S. citizen parents. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, of course, it's at no fault of their own that uh, they were adopted. Um, so it's it's essentially not the case that it's of uh, a, a willful and intentful immigration on their part. Yeah. So, uh, and it was under the premise that they would gain U.S. citizenship as becoming part of these families. hmm However, uh, you know, essentially due to lack of information and communication, there were, you know, thousands of these adoptees from all over the world right. who just fell through the cracks. So, uh, this is something that we're trying to fix mm-hmm. um, by advocating on Capitol Hill and... Uh, out of two separate visits being yesterday and then one happening in April uh we've i believe we visited
0: this past April or this coming April past, this past this okay. April
1: yeah we visited uh i think more than like 45 offices of uh US legislators went to the hill yeah so and i've i've been at both days of action and mm-hmm. like we've signed letters uh done phone call drives mm-hmm. so uh yeah it's it's a lot of work but it's very rewarding. So it's uh, a little time sensitive, of course, since uh, we're in an election year. And, yeah, you yeah. know, it's like every single one of these, uh, like we, we really need the Republican backing for this. And mm-hmm. um, in the language, of course, it's immigration on the on the bill. Right. Um, and, you know, it's it's kind of a dirty word. You know, uh, let's be honest, this is a dirty word.
0: Well, um, and to some people, it's a dirty to some work.
1: yeah some people, uh, you know, and it's a
0: convoluted, long process for a lot of yeah for a lot of folks. So you know,
1: like I can understand that a lot of these legislators they have to be relatively careful
0: of mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know what they do, what they say, what they support. It's a matter of uh, you know trying to get this uh, out there as soon as possible. Yeah, um, and then you know finding the right people who will push for it because mm-hmm. it comes down to family. You know, um, these are. These are individuals who, you know, are parents, even grandparents, and maybe one day they can, ISIL just come knock on their door and be like, "Hey, we got to deport you." So, you know, and and they they have no idea, you know, like what what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, there's little they can do to fix it except for you know a couple months or maybe even years process of going back through to. Uh, to get their naturalization on their own. Yeah. Um, And, you know, they face the possibility of being sent back to a country that they never lived in except for in, you know, the few months or years uh, after they were born um, to a language that they don't speak anymore Mm -hmm. to to people that they don't know. Right. Um, So, you know, it can be very scary.
0: Probably no job prospects or, I mean, barring any language. What happens if you get deported back to a country that,
1: yeah and
0: you have no cultural connection to anymore so
1: you know it's like you you better hope that uh there are support groups in these countries like I know you know in korea there there are plenty of support groups there for uh for Korean adoptees, but you know mm-hmm. in, in some of these other countries um where there has been less of a drive for international adoption there you know there's very slim chances that you're gonna find resources out there yeah um for people that that are even, you know, just going back to visit, you know, like people from African or Latin American countries, they don't have that luxury mm-hmm. like we do from Korea and China. Yeah. It's really hard. It's really scary. People are essentially, uh, you know, they have to force themselves to learn the language, mm-hmm. um, learn to navigate the culture and society. And what's even, even scarier, actually, there's a gentleman who we we met, uh, who I met for the first time who, is also an adoptee without citizenship uh, from Vietnam, and um, he I can't I can't remember the the entirety of the process, but uh, essentially Vietnam doesn't recognize him as as having been uh, as born there or having uh, mm-hmm. having the prospect of citizenship or yeah. birth certificate or anything like that there. Like there's there's no it's records. Like no records. So <clears throat> you know, essentially, if he were deported back to Vietnam, then he wouldn't even be able to go back to Vietnam because, you know, he doesn't, what would he do? I, you know, that's, that's the question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What do you do if you have like no documentation of of anything really?
1: So it's, it's really hard, you know, like there are some cases where, uh, individuals are stateless. So Yeah. yeah, it's, what do you, really, what do you do? Like, it's not as
0: cute as the uh, the Tom Hanks movie where you're stuck in the airport for a year. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, you know, it's like, who do you talk to about this? Maybe it's the case, you just shop around for a country that will accept me. Like, I don't know, you know?
0: Yeah, I don't.
1: <laughs> so, it's it's, it's relative, relatively rare, but, you know, it's real. Yeah, yeah, and so, it affects people's lives. yeah. So you know that's what we were out there working for yesterday. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Well, how many Republicans have you t- have you talked to so far?
1: Uh try to get them a flip. and um yesterday uh, for my visits, I think I talked to four Republicans, or at least visited the offices of four no uh-huh. five five offices out of how many? Um and I, I I don't know which uh I'd have to have the, the the papers in front of me with uh who's already supporting. Yeah. Um but of course like we have we have so many Democrats that, you know, throw their support behind it or already yeah, co sponsoring, yeah. but we need to balance it. So there needs to be more Republican signatories on it. Yeah. Um and one of the cool things actually we stopped by <clears throat> the last office we stopped by yesterday was uh Uh, Arizona Senator John McCain. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Did you meet him? Uh,
1: No, he was, I I think he was on a trip um, at the time. Uh, So we met with one of his staffers. And it's so cool. Like, so I try to uh, stay up and up on, like, who amongst the, like, the celebrity world has adopted or is adopted. Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, I I was actually surprised. I had no idea that the McCain's had adopted uh, a daughter from Bangladesh. Oh, really? Yeah, and she... um uh, I believe she's 25 now. So, uh-huh. um, she, in, she living? No idea. No idea.
0: DC. It, you should get her in. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> get her
1: in adoption lease DC, get her on the Rambler. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I'll That'd interview cool. you. Yeah. I'll interview a McCain.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, like I had no idea that, uh, the McCain's had uh, an international adoption. Yeah. And, um, so like that was really cool. And then of course, like even though I'm a registered Democrat, I'll, I'll go ahead and put that out there. Um, I I do like John McCain because of his military service, of course. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'm also a huge fan of the A10 Warthog.
0: So, you know, <laughs> Air Force. Yeah,
1: that's actually the background of my my phone. Oh yeah, <laughs> A10 Warthog. Yeah. <laughs> so like all the work that John McCain has done, like I I essentially gushed over it to the <laughs> the staffer and like please tell him that I <laughs> I really you know appreciate his work. So she's like, yeah, I will. Um, did you tell
0: them that you were military, too?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah? So, yeah. Um, so hopefully that will carry
0: a little bit. Yeah, there, it'll carry a you know. little bit of weight.
1: Uh, but, yeah, we uh, we talked to the staff. You didn't tell her you were a Democrat, did you? No. <laughs> 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 no. Uh, so, you know, we we pitched the bill. Yeah. And we're pretty optimistic. You know, it's something that, you know, John McCain would seem like, you know, he, he would uh, support. Be open to, then, sure. If not, then we'll try to... Track Cindy McCain down and be like, "Hey, Cindy McCain, try and get your husband, to, you know, sure, s- yeah. sign off on this." And I'm sure she would.
0: She how is, uh? Well, how did they get the original CCA passed? Have you guys you looked know, into all that?
1: As far as I understand, it um it was actually uh, put in the works by people who worked on the Hill. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. So these were um these were particular individuals who uh were. Already in the legislative process, mm-hmm. uh, or related to the legislative process, and they were um, they were adoptive parents as well. So that's why that's why you have the uh, the arbitrary date of uh, February two thousand one as the cutoff date, mm-hmm. because um, these particular individuals who uh, put the law together. They um, it was in consideration of the children that they had. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they they didn't take into consideration of you know the individuals that were already out there mm-hmm. um, who had already been adopted since yeah, yeah. you know the the fifties. Right. So since the beginning. Yeah. So you know, just like out of uh, you know clerical error, essentially, um, you know there are these tens of thousands of individuals that were left out. So. Um it would be cool if we could like track down all these original people and be like hey yeah you know, we we also need support from you guys. Try to
0: lobby uh, President Bush. I don't know what yeah. he's doing.
1: <laughs> well, he's, <laughs> he's living life s- on the ranch, man. He's the original
0: signatory, right? The guy yeah. who signed it into law. See yeah. what he's doing. Be like, hey, you know, there's a loophole you missed.
1: <laughs> and you know what's funny is there, I, I, could go, I could go down to Midland, Texas, or Midland, Odessa. That's where the ranch is, right? The oh, West yeah. Ranch. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, when, I, when I was stationed in San Angelo, Texas, uh, I met... Uh, I met a Korean adoptee on MySpace, actually.
0: <laughs> no, this yeah, is, like, yeah. right after Zanga days, yeah, before yeah. Yahoo Groups. <laughs> yeah,
1: and um, and so I went out to go uh, visit her in, in Milan, Odessa, uh-huh. and it's just, like, the most random place that you'd ever meet an adoptee, because, like, it's a really small town. Really small town. Yeah, I can imagine. And uh, so I, I could just be like, call her up and be like, "Hey, can you run over to your neighbor's house? Because it's such a small town, you probably live right next door to them." (laughs) (laughs) And just be like, "Hey, can you, uh, Mr. Bush, can you, you you just sign sign this, this? yeah,
0: or lobby for (laughs) us, (laughs) yeah?" (laughs) That can be a powerful Republican voice too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's gonna find.
1: Yeah, just be so. like
0: you know, Jesus was an adoptee or something like that. Moses, he was adopted. Yeah, he was adopted. Moses yeah, adopted. Well, that turned out okay. Yeah, that's what you gotta do.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like you know, Steve Jobs is adopted. You got you your go. cell phone from yeah, him. That's right. You know?
0: Yeah, just list a bunch of like famous adoptees. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Toby Dawson.
1: Yeah. Hey Toby, uh, if you want
0: to come on the show,
1: <laughs> who was it? There was a there was a man, there was a president that was adopted too.
0: Who? Um,
1: I think oh. it was Ford. I think it was Ford.
0: It must have been domestic.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a domestic adoptee. Because <laughs> uh, as we
0: all know, none of us can be president.
1: And uh, if, and then who? You know, if you guys are listening and you guys can comment or whatever you can correct me, uh, but <laughs> I think it's Ford. And um, all you the, history nerds, yeah, the cool the cool piece of trivia here is. Uh, if indeed it was Ford his uh his original last name was King so the 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 trick trivia question is um which uh which US president in history was King before he became president
0: interesting yeah. that's a good one yeah that is a good one that's a real good <laughs> trivia question
1: yeah so yeah you know, I forget.
0: I don't know. We'll have to look it up.
1: Yeah, I, I'm more savvy on Korean history, so. Are you? Yeah. So yeah, that, it was a uh, it was it was a fun time yesterday. Really rewarding, and um, got to walk miles and miles all
0: over the hill. So, yeah. Yeah. Did you track it on like a Fitbit or something like that? I'm sure
1: someone <laughs> did. Oh, uh, our our guy. Uh, who visited from Arkansas, Randy Walker. He, I think, he, he tracked his steps. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, it's it cool having uh Randy come visit us. Randy, if you're listening, thank you very much for your support. Uh, thanks for coming down during your, your business trip. He had a business trip while he was here, and uh, we got to go visit um, his district representative and uh, his senators too. Cool. Uh, well, we actually we actually got to meet his district representative, and then we uh, met with the staffers at his, uh, at the senator's offices. It's awesome. So yeah, it was actually pretty cool. Um, and they, you know, we'll see. Uh, the staffers were pretty receptive of yeah. you know what we had to say. So good. Uh,
0: feeling pretty optimistic. All right. Yeah. So well, it was an election year. Yeah. See what happens. Sure. So yeah. you're going to do another one in the future after the election takes place or what, uh, what's the uh, the plan here? You know,
1: if uh, if it it'd be great if we can get it signed into law. And yeah. there's nothing else that we need to do. Our part is over. But um you know, if it's the case that you know time runs out or there's a new administration then you you betcha. We'll be back.
0: <laughs> yeah, you betcha.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: All right. Well, the work's never finished. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so where can people find you on social media or get in touch um, with you? So, man. Or can learn more about all of these there's, things?
1: There's plenty of different ways you can get in touch with, with me. You can uh, reach out to us at AdoptionLinksDC. We're adoptionlinksDC.org. I'm also uh part of Connect-A-Kid as well. So uh Connecticut, we're a nonprofit organization that it's uh for mentorship we put together mentoring groups with adult adoptees as mentors, uh to mentor children who are uh adopted into you know international adoptees in, in these families and mm-hmm. uh all over the United States. I'm the uh social media manager. Oh, so cool. yeah, if you know, if you can find us on, on Facebook, Twitter, uh Instagram, you know, just Throw out a comment, uh, shoot a, shoot me a message, and I'll be able to answer.
0: How yeah, can people are... find more information about uh, oh the, the uh, adoption citizenship citizenship so, act?
1: Uh, you can. leave their website URL is just uh, nakasec.org. dot org. So that's and I'll I'll do it the the military way. That's uh, November <laughs> November Alpha Kilo Alpha Sierra Echo Charlie.
0: For those of you who don't know, you just take the first letter of each one of those words and you put it into your browser.
1: (laughs) Uh, And then you can you can learn more about the uh, the ACA. We would definitely appreciate it Um, now, especially since we had our second day of action. If you could uh, reach out to your senators and representatives, um, either through letter or phone call and just be like, hey, I'm one of your constituents and. I support this bill, and I really would appreciate it if you would support it as well.
0: Is there a script that they are to follow when they say this and tell people about it?
1: um, You know, you can uh, just reach out to the um, info email there on the website, and then we'll send you the the script for the the phone calls and the letter template. All you have to do is plug in your uh, your senator representative's name. And then sign on the bottom and then, you know, look up the uh, the mailing address and then just mail it in. So it's pretty
0: simple. Nice. Yep. Cool, man. Well, thanks for uh, yeah. sitting down and talking with me. Good luck yeah. uh, moving to Minnesota and curling. Thanks. Enjoy the curling league up there. Yeah. And uh, all the Twins and uh, Vikings games. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and the ice. Oh, yeah. I'll and then that everything check. on a stick. Well, they have a pretty good state fair up there, too. Nice. That's what I heard. Yeah. yeah. They have like I think it's the second biggest next to Texas, I believe. Cool. Looking Everything is that. on a stick. Nice. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> awesome. All right, thanks, man. All right, man, thanks. All right, that was my interview with Spencer Stevens. I want to thank Spencer for uh, taking the time out of his very busy schedule uh, to come talk to me in the conference room or the banquet area of my hotel, which was the Omni Shoreham in D.C. So thanks to the Shoreham for unwittingly providing me space to do my podcast and interview Spencer. <laughs> he's a great guy, isn't he? He's, he he's, he's, that guy is very well connected in the adoptee community and the adoptee world. So uh, pay attention to him because uh, especially when he goes to Minnesota, both the, quote, land of a gazillion adoptees up there because he's going to be a future curling star and going to be networking a lot with I'm sure many more adoptees of all types and shapes and sizes <laughs> and experiences and hopefully he'll keep uh, referring uh, people to me to uh, to interview. He's referred a few people to me to interview and uh I look forward to talking with them as well. So you guys can look forward to hearing those conversations in the future because they are going to happen. I swear, I promise. Anyways, Listen, you guys have an excellent week this week, okay? Try not to watch the news too much. That's what I'm going to tell you. That's my piece of advice for you this week. Try not to watch the news too, too much because uh, you can get stressed out by that stuff, all right? It's crazy. It's crazy out there right now. And if you keep watching it, like, over and over and over, you're just going to be like, just totally stressed out and, and inside, and you're gonna have lots of nightmares about the state of the world, okay? So, everybody just take a minute, just take a deep breath, and, uh, and keep going with your week, all right? Go play some Pokemon Go. Go outside and play the game that has taken the world by storm, Pokemon Go. Uh, you might catch a Charizard, or a Bulbasaur, or a Pidgey, um, I don't know, i never played Pokemon before, but, uh... (laughs) I downloaded it because I needed to see what the kids are the kids are doing out there, and some of the thirty year olds. Uh, I mean, I don't really, I don't get it completely, but it's something to do, and it's getting people to exercise. and uh, that, I've seen stories of it helping people with depression and social anxiety and PTSD and stuff. So there's that. Okay, but don't don't put those people down. All right, those people are, are trying to get out there and and beat the heat and be awesome. So don't don't put those Pokemon Go players down. If you're a parent. Go play Pokemon Go with your kids. Maybe spend some time with them, all right? And if you're a kid, go play Pokemon with your friends or your parents and spend time with them, too. Be social. Be social and love each other. And you guys do you, okay? Don't let anybody make fun of you if you're playing Pokemon Go. i sure not. All right, what else do I got to do today? Oh, the music today provided by uh, The Bell and Neil Drop Records and a collective effort at uh, SoundCloud. You can go check them out. What else? You can always like my Facebook page, facebook.com slash TheRamblerADHD. As always, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at TheRamblerADHD on Twitter. If you don't have an app, you can go on twitter.com slash TheRamblerADHD. You can always email me. If you want to be a guest or you know a guest or you like to hear somebody get interviewed for the show, uh, just send me a quick email, okay, at uh, TheRamblerADHD at gmail.com. I look forward to talking with you guys next week when my guest is Wendy Marie. Wendy Marie, also down in D.C., and shes uh, I think they're actively looking for her to be on the board there at Adoption Links D.C. Check them out if you're in the area, all right? Uh, You guys have a great week. Be cool. Stay cool. And uh, try to relax, okay? Everybody just just relax. Everybody get a Zen app and download that and, and try to meditate for a little while. (sighs) All right, I'm out.